0: night not monday night tuesday night august 30th 2022 episode 302 of the 10 and j man show coming at you or it could be wednesday morning or wednesday afternoon or wednesday evening if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast which you're, if you're doing that and listen on apple podcast go ahead and give us a five-star rating we like that but uh, how we doing tonight j man thanks for being flexible with your schedule
1: yes sir feels like a monday doesn't it <laughs> it's been a long day that it's I'm glad it's not it's been a long
0: day it's uh, ready for this week to fly by and get to some college football which yes, as a sir. Purdue fan i don't have to wait till the weekend so that's
1: right two more days yeah,
0: yeah anticipation setting in got the nah i wouldn't say the nervous butterf- butterfly just yeah but ask me on thursday i'll have those i'm sure gonna be all sleep wednesday night I don't know. It always feels like uh, waking up <laughs> the Christmas morning the next it day. Does. Whether it's it does. Uh, start of college football, start of college basketball for you, start of baseball, start of NFL, which preseason's finally over, cuts are made today. So, mm-hmm. it, fun time of year, that's for sure. But thanks for, yeah. again for being flexible. Oh, Apologize absolutely. to everybody out there got hammered by some severe weather that knocked my power out until this morning. So,
1: yeah, that's no fun. Your power was out for a good. Uh... You say like seventeen hours, eighteen mm-hmm. hours, something mm-hmm. like that. It's crazy. Yep,
0: I would. Uh, I would not be a good Amish person. No. no, I mean, I guess, suppose if you're raised up in it, sure. Oh, but, sure. But, man, it's amazing you, know. you take for granted air conditioning, power, light. <laughs> I, I, I was sleeping last night and it was like a hundred degrees in my yeah. house, and and then this morning showering in the dark. <laughs>
1: That's always fun. You you know, in high school, um, when I'd wake up, I'd be so tired. I wouldn't want any light, but I would shower in the dark every single morning. What does that not
0: surprise me?
1: (laughs) No light on at all. Could not handle the light. And now I'm at the point in my life where uh, if I sleep to 730 on a Saturday, I'm like, man, I slept in pretty good today. Uh, But back then, no, absolutely not. Classic. Oh man,
0: you got some birdie bogey for me. It's a big one you this do. week. If I if I if I miss this one, I'm four strokes down.
1: You are you're struggling. I so, might as well uh, kiss a goodbye if I miss this one. <laughs> Shohei Otani's two run triple in the first inning a few nights ago gave him 75 RBI this season. He drove in 100 runs last year. Otani joins what Japanese born player to have multiple seasons with 75 or more RBIs? There's only one other. Japanese-born player to have done this. You have pretty much a 50-50 shot. There's two guys that, yeah, know. that you could. It's kind of a coin flip. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: But um, what other Japanese-born player had multiple seasons with 75 or more RBIs? Uh, Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally-grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! Get your
0: veggies indeed.
1: Yes, sir. Got any baseball talk for us tonight? I'm sure I have some baseball talk for us tonight. Um, Starting with, I mean, we can talk about the Cubs, of course. The Cubs are uh, in a tough stretch of baseball here, but they're finding a way to win... um, a few games anyway, they lost uh, three of five to the Cardinals last week, and they lost two or three to the Brewers, um, and now they've lost the first one against the Blue Jays um, last night. Um, But it's kind of the same old story with them. They traded a bunch of bullpen guys um, at the trade deadline, Scott Efros, Chris Martin, David Robertson, Michael Gibbons. I mean, all four of those guys were like their late-inning relievers. And, um, so Cubs have had a hard time holding leads here of late blew a four run lead. Um, in the seventh inning last night, they blew multiple leads late against the Brewers blew, blew some leads late against the Cardinals. Um, so it is what it is at this point. And, um, I've been on team tank here the rest of the year. I know, I, I think last week I said, you know, um, win as many games as possible, um, try to get it to, uh, make it look better on paper and maybe, uh, free agents will want to actually sign with you. But uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, I really want like a top five pick. <laughs> so, You've been team
0: tank all year, I feel like. Yeah, so. ex-
1: except like one week. Um, even, the, even when the Cubs started out like six and four or something, I'm like, it ain't going to last. And it definitely did not last. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely team tank. Uh, there was a report from John uh, Morosi, J.P. Morosi over the weekend that it would not surprise me to see uh, Shohei Otani traded for the Cubs, or traded to the Cubs, uh, pre- traded for the Cubs pretty much. They'd have to give up their entire uh, their entire farm system for him. Uh, but that was uh, a report uh, that uh, just kind of adds to sort of the intrigue going into the offseason for the Cubs, where there have been multiple stories how the Cubs are going to have a ton of money to spend. They're going to land one of the top shortstops, which is either Correa or Trey Turner or Xander Bogart's. Or even a Dansby Swanson type, if he doesn't sign an extension with the Braves. Uh, so it's it's just another thing that really is kind of showing that the Cubs are going to actually do their best to put uh, forth a quality roster next year. Um, if they're 19 games under 500 on August 30th next year, heads should roll because there's and David no Ross excuse. will be in big trouble. Uh, Ross will be in trouble. Hoyer would be in trouble. I think everyone would be in trouble. There's zero excuse. Um, why the Cubs can't be, and I've said this for years, why the Cubs can't be the Dodgers or the Yankees or even the Astros for that matter. um, Good. Every single year, you look at the Dodgers, they are 51 games above 500 (laughs) They're 89 and 38. Um, There's a legit chance. Eh, they'd have to go. They'd have to be pretty dang good the rest of the year, but you know, they've been in this unbelievable stretch where they've won 41 of 50 games. Uh, So, if they do that again, they could break the all time uh, single season wins record. They're only, they'd have to go 20, they'd have to go 28 and six the rest of the way in order, or 28 and five the rest of the way to uh, break the all time uh, wins record. So, that's probably not going to happen. But uh, yeah, there's no reason why the Cubs can't uh, be that sort of team. Now, trading for Shohei Otani, if you trade for him, he has one year left on his deal. That means you're going to sign him to an extension. Um, and the thing about Otani is you're getting two elite level players in one, an elite level offensive player, an elite level pitcher. Um, so you give up whatever you need to give up to give up, to get a guy like that. Um, he's probably should win the MVP again. He's not going to cause Aaron judge, probably, judge probably has that on lock, but, uh, Otani has been more valuable than any player in baseball this year. And, um, it's going to be a fascinating off season to kind of see where, uh, he could potentially end up. He could obviously stay uh, with the Angels because I know their owner, Artie Moreno, is going to sell, or there's rumors of him selling. Um, so uh, if the Cubs can somehow swing a deal for a Shohei Otani, uh, look out my um, my Twitter page in the summer next uh, year. is going to be a lot more eventful than it is this year.
0: You called the Cubs last night the worst base running team in the history of the sport.
1: History of the sport. Um, th- I think they're leading baseball on outs made on the base paths. They got thrown out on the base paths five times last night in 11 innings. Um, Fran Reyes got thrown out twice, trying once, trying to stretch a single into a double another time go- trying to go first to third. And he was out by a mile each time. Um, let's see who else did Nick, Nick Madrigal got thrown out at home. Um, and who else? Uh, there's, there was two other instances that, uh, She's like, what are you doing? Like, I, I watched them just, what are what are you thinking? There is zero upside to try to take an extra base in that spot. Um, Rafael Ortega does it about once every three games or so. Um, so I'm very excited to not have to see some of these guys on this roster. Rafael Ortega's one, Patrick Wisdom's another. Frank Schwindel's time's done, thank the Lord. Um, who else? There's, there, there's only about three. Three or four guys on the roster, I'm like, you know what? He could be back next year. Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras is a free agent. Um, Chris Morrell is another guy. Nico Horner, for sure. Um, Stroman. He's been been fantastic. And, and of course, there's some pitchers. Stroman, Steele, Keegan Thompson. Uh, But um, position player-wise, there's very few that are like, man, I hope he's back next year. a Suzuki, obviously, is another (laughs) one. But, uh, yeah, Cubs – Thankfully, coming down to the uh, last stretch of the season, they're 20 games out of first place. Um, you know who's become terrible as the Pittsburgh Pirates now. Cubs are somehow six and a half above them. Uh, so it's it's going to take a lot for the Cubs to get into a, a top five spot in the, the draft order, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, coming down the home stretch, still got some storylines. Of course, playoff picture, which I'll get your predictions here in a little mm-hmm. bit. But Aaron Judge coming kind of became the 30 Yankee ever with multi – Years of fifty-plus homers, joining Mantle and Ruth, good company, of course. BM,
1: not too bad. And, and yeah, he's done it twice. Uh, and he he is on pace to uh, get to. I think I think he's on pace to break Maris's uh, American League record as well, which is the, sixty-one.
0: Then all eyes are also on St. Louis. All of a sudden, oh, Albert Poole's watch his seven hundred
1: watch. So. Uh, Cra- yeah. crazy stuff six away uh the 62 year old albert Pujols is still uh still somehow hitting pretty well he's having a actually legitimately really good season yeah um and if he doesn't get to 700 it'll be fascinating to see if he decides to come back or not um there's something about that st louis cardinal devil magic as a lot of cubs fans <laughs> call it um, <laughs> Where just stuff like that happens for him all the time, but I mean, he's on pace to get there. Only six homers away. He's been mashing left-handed, uh, left-handed pitching, and hope uh, he does it. I, I mean, Pools was a horrendous Cubs killer over the um, over the course of his twenty years in baseball. Horrendous or but,
0: phenomenal, uh, depending
1: on who you ask. Yes, her, horrendous in my opinion. But uh, yeah, he, he he was always a fairly likable guy. Um, Yadier Molina, on the other hand, is not. So it was kind of annoying that the Cubs honored him in his last game at Wrigley uh, last week. But um, he has more important things to do going and uh, watching his uh, Puerto Rican League basketball team play in the middle of a uh, division race.
0: Teach their own. Uh, So right now, Tuesday, August 30th, I want your
1: playoff predictions. Uh, There are some fascinating wild card uh, races uh, and some good division ones as well. Um, I think the Mets hold on in the NL East. They have a three-game lead over the Braves. Um, Braves are coming though. They're, they're not going away. I should say, um, the Mets are continuing to keep pace, um, as far as staying multiple games up. Um, Cardinals are going to win the central. I think they're going to win that one. going away. They're playing really good baseball and Milwaukee is not, um, the Padres are 12 games above 500 and still 19 and a half games (laughs) behind the Dodgers.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Probably going to win the world series, likely going to win the world series in my opinion. But again, playoffs are a crapshoot. Uh, so I think they win the West. Yankees should win the East. The Rays are starting to play some really good baseball. Uh, Toronto's been struggling here of late. Uh, they're eight out. Tampa Bay, seven out. Month to play. Yankees are in a pretty good spot to win that one. Uh, the closest division race is in the AL Central where the Cleveland Guardians... Almost hey! Said hey. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians having a game-and-a-half lead over the Minnesota Twins. The White Sox still just cannot...
0: Make my bowl prediction look good, there, South Siders. Yeah, Southsiders.
1: Sure. yeah uh, they they just cannot find just can't a way get to, win. to going. Mm-mm. Yeah, and we're getting to the point of the year where it's now or never. It's cliche, but you got to start winning games now. They're five games behind Cleveland. Obviously, very capable of uh, making a run, but their pitching's not been good. Lucas Giolito's been terrible this year. Lance Lynn's been bad. Um, actually. 64-year-old Albert Pujols would be leading the Chicago White Sox and homers this year, believe it or not. Um, he somehow
0: gained two years from just a minute ago, well, 62 I mean, to he, he,
1: he ages at a different rate than anyone else. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he, the White Sox just have not been playing good baseball, taking on the personality of their manager, uh, which is not good. It's surprising he's lasted this long. Will they cut um, the cord if they
0: don't make the playoffs with him? Abs- Absolutely. Got you it, would right? think.
1: You would think. Ryan, Reinsdorf's buddies with him, which is why you never hire friends. Um, but I have to imagine he'd be gone. I remember, I think it was 2008, the um, Milwaukee Brewers fired their manager two weeks left of the season, <laughs> um, and they ended up making the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that was 2008. It was a long time ago. Um let's see when was this it was yeah 2 2008 they fired Ned Yost, um with 12 games left Dale Swain took over and Brewers ended up making the playoffs uh but yeah I I don't remember the situation as why they fired Ned Yost. it was kind of shocking cuz they were 16 games over 500 um but that was uh that was one of those situations where maybe maybe they do it with a week or two left um with Tony La to see if they can get hot um, and make a run. But uh, as of right now, I can't imagine that would happen. Um, and then, of course, Houston's going to win the West. They're 11 and a half up on Seattle. Wild card, though, uh, we have uh, in the National League, the um, Braves are eight and a half games up. They're going to make playoffs if they don't win the division. They're real good spot. Um, Phillies are a game and a half up on the Padres, three up on the Brewers. Uh, for the final playoff spot. And Padres are a game and a half up in Milwaukee. So it's kind of a three-team race, two-team race there in the National League. American League's a little more interesting. Um, The uh, Tampa Bay Rays are two and a half up for the final spot. Seattle's two up. um, And Toronto is also two up. um, Or a game, yeah, two up on Baltimore, actually, who's still hanging around there. They're only two games out. Um, But I think... The uh, playoffs, if the season ended today, would be the playoffs or will be the playoffs in a month and some change here. I think it it holds steady unless the Padres implode, which they are very capable of doing that. But um, a few baseball stats here I have. Mookie Betts hit his 20th career multi-homer game out of the leadoff spot, which broke a tie with, can you name the player, for the most such games in MLB history.
0: 20th what i kind of zoned out there
1: 20th career multi-homer game out of the leadoff spot um he he broke the tie this player played in our lifetime oh man
0: i can't even venture a guess i'm just blank right now
1: alfonso soriano wouldn't have guessed him but makes sense (laughs) it does make sense he had a lot of leadoff homers Um, And he hit a lot of lot of homers out of Mm -hmm. Lugo, but I should say for many teams. Um, One, yeah, one more uh, stat here: Sandy Alcantara for the uh, Miami Marlins has four complete games this season, which is more than any other team in baseball. Wow! Yeah, teams and guys just don't just don't throw complete games anymore. They don't. Why do you think that is? They don't let them. Getting third time, third and fourth time through a lineup for a starting pitcher is uh, real risky. Um, you, you see them multiple times. There's so much info now. Uh, hitters are smarter than they've ever been. I just think it's so much more difficult. And you see, like, opponents batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage go, like, 100 points higher um, in their third or fourth appearance, plate appearance than it is their first two. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, they want to keep guys healthy, too, and not throw a ton of pitches. I mean, you see some old-school-type managers like a Tony La Russa, who's let um, Dylan Cease throw 120 pitches this year. Uh, Luis Castillo, when he was with the Reds, had multiple games where he threw 120 pitches, which is weird for a guy like David Bell who hasn't been around that long um, as far as managing. Um, and then then you have Dusty Baker who, um, <laughs> who ruined Mark Pryor's career for one. Um, he's still a guy that uh, will let his pitchers throw a ton of pitches, but the new new wave, new school thinking um, guys just the managers just don't let their guys um, don't let their guys go deep anymore, um, especially when you have eight man bullpens. Um, it's it's just easier to mix and match late. Makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: Any other baseball? news and notes i don't think i do have any other baseball news and uh, julio rodriguez for the seattle mariners at 21 years old signed a extension that will, i think with incentives and all of that could be worth 400 million I think
0: that sounds right
1: yeah. i want to say i think the base salary is like 210 but uh, there's so many stipulations that he could make as much as 400 million so um That's a
0: lot of coin
1: yeah and and i saw um Actually, I saw from Michael Schur, who played Moe's on The Office. He's a massive baseball fan. He always does these baseball podcasts. And I literally just saw a TikTok of him. He was saying that Willie Mays, in his career, made $1.2 million in his 22-year career. I think it was 1.2. It was either 1.2 or 2.2. Pretty sure it was 1.2 million in his entire 22-year career. Um, Arguably the greatest baseball player in the history of the game. Julio Rodriguez will make that kind of money—the 1.2 million every 11 games the Seattle Mariners play. It, it's
0: like when you look back in, in <laughs> golf history, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer. Now, late in their lives with endorsements and their brands, they made more. But on the course, they made hardly anything mm-hmm. compared to the guys now. I mean, average players are going to the Live Tour right now, making right? tons of cash. The Live Tour added five or six more guys a day,
1: so. Yeah, Dan Marino signed the largest contract in NFL history back in I think ninety-one and it was twenty-four million. Now you're seeing Deshaun Watson get two hundred twenty guaranteed or whatever it is. It's insane. It's wild, man. Yep.
0: Money, money, money.
1: Wish I had wild. that money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be nice. What do you want to do next? Do you wanna hit on one of our segments? You wanna
1: drop jump into college football? Um, you want to do, or I'll do uh, on this day real quick. Sure, I could. I could way. use to
0: get educated real quick.
1: On this day in nineteen oh five, Detroit Tigers future baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Ty Cobb made his Major League Baseball debut. 1905.
0: Um,
1: one of the greatest hitters of all time, and also one of the meanest players to ever play. I think well, we've said that a nice couple time. times, yeah. yeah, on this pod. Yep. On this day in. Nineteen thirty nine, New York Yankee Atley Donald pitches a baseball a record ninety four point seven miles an hour. It's
0: bringing the heat back in the day. Yeah,
1: that's about that's about major league average nowadays. <laughs> that I mean, that's hard back then. Nineteen thirty nine, it's pretty good. Um, on this day in. 1965 Casey Stengel announced his retirement after 55 years in baseball. He was around in 1910 and he was in baseball until 1965. That's a guy who
0: loved the game.
1: Yeah. Saw a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. On this day in. Hmm. Not a whole lot. I'm in the 80s here. Um, some bad ones. Um, who won the first WNBA championship on this game day in 1997? The Houston Comets. Houston Comets beat the New York Liberty. I saw that today on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no idea. In 2006, on this day, Greg Maddox won his 330th career game. Mad dog. And last one here in 2012 on this day, Andy Roddick announced he will retire following the U.S. Open. He was a good one, but
0: just you know, kind of ran into other guy, other dominant guys in their prime. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, he uh, he was in a rough era for him when there was Nadal and Federer and all those guys. Now
0: I might be mistaken, but I think he only won like one major title. He was a big name. Yeah, he was just he was the big American at the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So who's he? Won one one who, title.
1: Who's like a golf equivalent to Andy Roddick, who had a lot of fame but didn't really win a whole lot? Ricky Fowler. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad. Honest, said it. Honestly,
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's struggling I mean, to stay
1: afloat right now. In a ton of commercials. Yeah, come, still. He was the young up and comer, very marketable.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody else's age has won a lot more than he has. Really, all yeah. the all his buddies. So I don't know. He got rid of his caddy finally. Well, well. Not finally. I mean, he, he and Joe I didn't think would ever split. And, and he uh, took him off the bat a couple weeks ago. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens
1: next year. Had to change so, something up. I mean, yeah, has to change his, something. Changed his swing up and it's uh, ruined his career. It's been downhill since February yeah. 2019. So <laughs> well,
0: that's the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects. Visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And for orders, contact them at Mooney Woodcrafts at gmail.com. Get your orders in, college football fans. Not too late. Sir... Well, before we dive into college football, we have week zero to recap. We have week one to preview. We got games to predict, all that fun stuff, confident points for the Big Ten games. Let's go ahead and do some word association. Let's do it. Because it is Big Ten football related. Nice. I chose one player per school that I think in our lifetime, most of them in our lifetime from 2000 on, Some of them might have started their career a little pre-2000 that I, in my opinion, think had had the best NFL career or having
1: from those schools. Yes. And
0: I want to see if you agree or if you can think of anybody else. I like it. Starting with Illinois, Brandon Lloyd.
1: Hard to argue with that one. That, uh, that dude had some hands. He had some good years. He had a good, did he have a good year with the Broncos? Oh yeah.
0: When they sucked in Um, 2010 with Orton, he was their pro bowler.
1: Yep. And then he had some good years with the Niners as well. He played for a long time too. He made
0: difficult catches look easy. He just he was
1: yeah. he had some good hands. Yeah, it's uh I can't think of any other um I mean all time we're talking Dick Buckus.
0: Dick Buckus. Dick is all time, I would Yo, say. Absolutely. But yeah, but
1: since since two thousand, yeah. I would say it's probably probably Brandon Lloyd. Whitney Merciless had some good years, but Brandon Lloyd was shot Sean Hall had a couple yeah, good years. Two or three decent years. Um, I mean, there were some offensive linemen that had some good years, right. like uh, David Deal, I think his name is, for the Giants back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely Brandon Lloyd.
0: For the Iowa Hawkeyes, this one can definitely be debated. His career was cut short due to some injuries, but I put Bob Sanders.
1: Oh, yeah. He, uh, he was elite safety. He was a stud, um, man. Yeah, he was a bowling ball out there. His his peak was so good, but so short. I think he only played like three full seasons, maybe. He was
0: defensive player of the year one year.
1: Yeah. On, on a bad defense too. Yeah. Um, he uh,
0: he hit hard.
1: Yeah, short. Five eight, five nine. Um, other Iowa guys, man.
0: Dallas Clark. You could you could make a debate well, yeah, for Dallas? You Clark.
1: Make, a, make a case for Clark. Um can make a case for Micah Hyde even Micah Hyde's been good in his career uh bounced around um it's it's probably Sanders though
0: Indiana I put Antoine Randall L
1: definitely yeah and
0: he was in the league for what eight to nine years uh Pittsburgh Washington uh threw that touchdown on that Mm -hmm. double reverse in Super Bowl 40 against the Seahawks dynamic quarterback and wide receiver at in Indiana. I don't know why they just keep, didn't keep that quarterback the whole time. They yeah. experimented him with wide receiver that one year. But,
1: yeah, he was, he was a pretty special talent. Yeah, you look at their um, history, and it's not obviously not a good, <clears throat> great football history. Uh, but recently they've put out some running backs, Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, uh, but none have been great. Um, I guess you could argue Trent Green. Yeah, Trent Green had a good career. But uh, I would take Randall Lowe's career over Green's.
0: It was on this day in 1999, Trent Green blew his knee out in the
1: preseason, which mm-hmm. um,
0: made the opportunity for Kurt Warden to come in. The rest was history.
1: Yeah, Trent Green had some uh, had some pretty gruesome injuries in Yes, he did.
0: <laughs> the Maryland Terrapins, another guy who kind of had a short NFL career, but he made an impact at least for a couple of years. Sean Lights Out Merriman.
1: Ooh, he was good. Yeah, he was a good one. Um
0: little roided I- up.
1: Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Merriman had some good years. Give me Stephon Diggs, though.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. That's a good one. I forgot about him. Uh, it wasn't Darius Hayward Bay.
1: That much. Yeah, definitely not Darius Hayward Bay.
0: Uh, Michigan Wolverines, no debate here. Tom Brady.
1: Um, I think we'll give that to Brian Greasy. Um, <laughs>
0: you, know, you know, I did have a list today. <laughs> I was just going to pull out random names, and for Michigan, I had Brian Greasy written
1: down. <laughs> Give me, a, give me Denard Robinson, um, <laughs> Devin Gardner, Braylon Edwards. In fact, um, I think on Hard Knocks, a guy was introducing himself to Dan Campbell because mm-hmm. yep. he was the the guy was the new whatever radio. Yep, it was Devin Gardner. It's Devin Gardner. Yeah, I, I watched the familiar. first two episodes over the weekend. Finally, so yeah.
0: yeah, very good. Michigan stayed up with Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah. Um, Trying to think skill position wise.
0: Plasco was good for a little bit until he shot himself.
1: Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Michigan State always put out some good DBs, but it's hard to argue with cousins for sure.
0: Minnesota. I put uh Eric Decker.
1: Yeah, old Deck. He uh he had a good career. Broncos for sure. Um I can't even think of any other Minnesota. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's hard I think- I think Antoine Winfield Jr. might pass him sometime, but he's only in year three. I think. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay he's good. That's there was
0: Bar- Barber III who bounced around the league for a while.
1: Yeah, running back. Yeah, um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to argue with
0: Decker. Yeah, there's some guys right now in the NFL. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, yeah, he could be good. Yeah, there, there's there's some right now that'll probably pass him, but Nebraska. This was a kind of a difficult one. Put Will Shields. Is he a Hall of Famer. Yes, offensive of lineman
1: basketball.
0: Yep, he retired in 06, so it was in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he was a good offensive lineman. And Dominican Sue's had a great career, mm. but uh, he's that's probably, a good one. He's probably a Hall of very good, more so than a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I
0: forgot about Sue. I can't believe I forgot about um, him.
1: It's, pr- it's probably Will Shields, though. Just the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame kind of separates him.
0: Amon Green
1: was another one that came to my mind. Oh, He's a good running back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Northwestern. Hardest one on here.
1: Not bad. I put Trevor Simeon. (laughs) I couldn't think of any. Um, they've had some offensive linemen like Rayshon Slater. That's yeah, he's young though. Still, he's yeah. I think he's in year two. Um, they had a first-round pick, Chargers back in like mid two thousands. Luis Castillo, I think his name was, and he wasn't very good. Um, definitely no skill position players. Man, that. That history is terrible there in Northwestern.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's Ohio State. Tough one because there were so many. many I I thought I was going back and forth between three, but I went with Orlando Pace.
1: Hall of Famer as well. Offensive lineman. Uh, Greatest show on turf too. Yep. Um, Man, there's so many good Ohio State players. Chris
0: Carter was one I was really thinking of. Eddie George was a good one. Eddie
1: George. Um. Man, there's so many good receivers, too, as you said, Chris Carter, but then you have – it just had his name. What was his name? I mean, they put out a bunch of good DBs as well and linebackers and defensive. Everything. Yeah, Cameron Hayward's had a great career with Pittsburgh. Right. Um, Not a Hall of Famer, but uh, Orlando Pace is hard to argue.
0: Yeah. Penn State, I probably choked on this one, but when I was doing research, it seems like all their good pros were in the 20 years ago or more than 20 years ago you know in the 80s i put saquon barkley
1: really greatest I, pro i just i can't think you, you think he's had a better running back career than larry johnson
0: oh that's a good debate
1: yeah john johnson had two or three yeah. really good years with the chiefs yeah I mean, Sa- saquon I, can't stay healthy that's true um they haven't put out a quarterback really Gary collins yeah Hackenberg, 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 is that his name?
0: Hacken? Something? Yeah, like Hackenberg. They had what? Uh, um, uh, Campbell.
1: Hackenberg. Campbell played for a while. Jason Campbell. Yeah. No, Jason Campbell was Auburn.
0: Oh, he was, wasn't he? Why did I that one Campbell? Feels
1: like a Penn State. My Michael Robinson was a yeah, Penn that's State I quarterback then played a fullback in the. That's NFL. that's who I was thinking. Um, so. who who was that? line, was it? LeVar Arrington was he?
0: Yeah, he was a good one.
1: But he he Courtney was more Brown. Of a great. Uh, college. Play Paul Puseluski. Pe- uh, Puseluski. He was. A, he was a very good college linebacker. Yeah. Um, I
0: don't know. They just haven't had those like standout. No. I mean, they're, back they're in the really, day, they had um, Matt
1: Millen Back in the day, Chris Godwin's been real good in the NFL with Tampa Bay. Yeah, he was a Penn State guy.
0: He might take the cake there.
1: Um, I, I don't. Even, I don't even remember the guy you said. Who was it? Saquon. Sa- oh, Saquon. That's right. Purdue, Drew Brees. <laughs> I mean, it's no debate, is one, there? One of the best of all time. Yeah, no, there's no debate. The, there's a
0: debate. The, the next one I could have put was Rod Woodson. Yeah, I mean,
1: Rod Woodson is pretty dang good. Then
0: after I him, i probably say All-Star to Ryan oh. Kerrigan.
1: Wow. Oh. So.
0: Rutgers was tough. I went with Ray Rice. Can't stand the guy, but yeah. I chose him over Devin McCourty.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably Ray Rice he, he yeah. was good with the ravens
0: and wisconsin i went jj watt
1: Yep, can't argue with that one either
0: russell um, wilson probably number
1: two yeah Even he only played there a year yeah he's he yeah he'd easy number two mm-hmm. um i mean T, tj's right up there with them already
0: yeah tj watt and then you can take your pick from running
1: backs oh um, yeah melvin um,
0: gordon mike white
1: um Jonathan Taylor's probably the best out of all Not Mike White, James White. James White. Uh,
0: Jonathan Taylor will be. Ron Dang, uh, Monty Ball, even though he didn't last. Um, P.J. Hill. P.J. Hill never even made the league. John Clay. John Uh, Clay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a good list. I liked it.
0: Yeah. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815.
1: Yes, sir. Week zero happened. It happened. And did it ever happen? Um, Go Cats. How, how much did you watch? I watched bits and pieces of that game. Um, mm. I
0: had a bet on Northwestern. Nice. The whole time I thought I had them covering the spread 12 and a half, so I'm feeling great. I was really elated when they won because I checked. I had a money line. Oh, <laughs> Five dollar a bet turned into thirty four dollars. So Not I'll bad. take it. I'll take yeah. it to start the
1: year. Even better than spread.
0: Yeah, so uh oh man, Nebraska.
1: Oh yep. Nebraska. <laughs> their their first drive go seventy five yards, six yep. plays or something like that. Touchdown, I'm like uh oh, this might be a different Nebraska team. Got up what were they up eleven in the third quarter and they decided an onside kick?
0: Twenty eight uh, seventeen midway through the third onside kick.
1: Didn't score again. and They gave up four. They got outscored by fourteen. Um, that's the kind of re, that's the kind of stuff. Why they continue to lose one score games? That's it. Yep. You you, you can say bad luck all you want, but they do the dumbest, most asinine crap. Um, and it, it's a coaching thing too. I mean, it's not a small sample anymore for Scott Frost. He's fifteen and twenty nine overall. Ten and twenty five. Danny Hope
0: had a better record than yeah. him at this point.
1: Yeah. He he needs to be updating that resume um i mean a lot of season left but against a team that was projected to finish dead last in the big 10 west and you lost to them game one uh, i didn't even have
0: i didn't even have northwestern win a big 10 game so
1: i think i had them three and nine i did too which they still could be but yeah uh i mean yeah
0: there's a lot of season left but if i'm nebraska it's uh it's Code red alert right now. Yes, yeah. jeez, panic mode. It's. I mean, they'll they'll get some wins. Their schedule lo- loosens Pretty up easy. a little bit. They yeah. do have Oklahoma, and non conference, coming into Lincoln, which will be tough, of course. But yeah, it's. Oh man, yeah. it's. It's time. Uh, yeah. His his. I know his buyout goes down big time, like by half after yeah. October first. So that's the date to kind of circle and think about um, yeah. if things will turn around. They
1: should be. Like four and one or something, but like that. Looking at the schedule, if I remember correctly, because they have like South Dakota or something. Um, I I mean I think they have Oklahoma in that span, so they'll lose that one. But uh they should be like three and two. I they're probably not going to fire him October first. Um, and they can, as I said, continue to blame bad luck for being the worst. How many games in a row have they lost by one score? It's like eight, I believe, eight straight games um, when decided by one score or less. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not luck. I mean, you make your own luck, and uh, it's coaching and execution.
0: Well, you know, it's Casey Thompson played pretty good, but I mean, he made some amazing throws, but make made a boneheaded mm-hmm. mistake with the errant pick late, and that's what we saw Martinez do for four or five, ten years, however many he played in Nebraska. Um, and then you know, at the end. All Northwestern did was run out the clock. Yeah. You and I could have ran through those holes pretty easily. A truck could have fit through those holes. Northwestern's his line was whooping some tail out there. Yeah. Um, Which they do have a first round left they tackle. Do. But.
1: Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, Peter Skoronsky. But, um, yeah, it was um, Casey Thompson coming in after having a really good year with Texas, and then he throws two bad interceptions. Yeah. Um, it's what Nebraska does. They find a way to do it and they found a way to do it. Ever since they fired Bo Pelini, they got, uh, they got two. um, I, I don't even know the word to use, but you win nine games every year and they got bored with it. And it's been so much worse since, um, mm-hmm. to the point where I think everyone in the country hates Nebraska and hates Nebraska fans. We, Absolutely. We all have a common enemy. We can join um, together it's Nebraska and Tennessee for that matter. Cause they're very similar. <laughs> it's, it seems like everyone hates Tennessee and their fans as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping it's a long season for him. Although I do kind of want Scott Frost to stay around a while cause he's, uh, he's fun to hate. But, um, after that loss, things were supposed to be different. Their, uh, offensive linemen were throwing up 15 to 20 times of practice. Um, yeah. working so hard that didn't, didn't mean a whole lot.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun journey to watch the rest of the way this year. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but credit Northwestern, Ryan Helinski looked good. I can't believe I'm saying that. He actually played a good game. Yeah. Uh, looked much improved from what he was last year.
1: So Yeah. When's the last time Northwestern's had a decently played quarterback game? It's been a couple years. It's been a couple of years.
0: Point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that was one Big Ten game. It was the only Big Ten game with Big Ten foes in it. Uh, but uh, the Illini looked pretty good taking care of the Wyoming Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I watched about a quarter of it. I think I've watched the final quarter of it. Um, Wyoming was pretty good last year, and then they lost their top wide receiver to Texas, their quarterback to Arizona State, another wide receiver to another. Uh, so the transfer portal in NIL really hurt them. Um, so their quarterback was bad. I think he ended up going like six of 20 or something like that, or 10 of 30. I don't remember the actual, uh, but, uh, that's the kind of team Illinois needs. They obviously it was a must win. Cause I think they have to win. There's like six games. They have to win in order to make a bowl. And that sounds obvious, but I can't see them winning the other six. So then they have to win. Right. Um, against a team like uh, Wyoming. Um, in order to make a bowl, and uh, they they took care of business. Uh, Chase Brown had a really good um, game. He had a really good year last year, over 1,000 yards, had 150 or so rushing yards, two touchdowns, uh, one receiving. Um, DeVito and, looked good? Tommy DeVito, yeah, they haven't had good quarterback play since about as long as Northwestern has, uh, so it's, <laughs> uh, it was nice to see a quarterback not uh, not hurt them over the weekend. But, well, Bielema's
0: uh, got some strong linemen too. Yes, yeah, they're, they're, tough in the, he, they're tough in the
1: trenches. Their uh, offensive line looks much like a Wisconsin offensive line as far as size goes. There's only one guy under six foot six, and he's six foot five. And there's only one guy under three hundred thirty pounds, and he's three twenty five. So um, size wise, it looks like a Wisconsin offensive line. They didn't play that good um, over the weekend, supposedly, but um, at the very least we it's we know what Belam is trying to build because we've seen it before. So.
0: Well, they got a big week, uh, big game this week, this Friday night at Indiana, a yeah. big game for both
1: programs. An- a- another must win in order to get to six, I think, probably for both teams, really.
0: Oh, I I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, before we get into talking about uh, and predicting some Big Ten games, unless you had any other thoughts on week zero, have any no, other thoughts? Any other thoughts? Um, well, how about Vanderbilt smacking Hawaii?
1: That was impressive. Man, maybe Vanderbilt's going to win the uh, SEC this year. They might win
0: a SEC game.
1: <laughs> maybe um, one.
0: Um, did you write down some conference predictions by chance?
1: Um, I did not, but I, I haven't pulled up on ESPN, so I'm probably okay. going to kind of make my decision based off of this.
0: Well, last week we both picked our Big Ten championship game results. I had Ohio State over Purdue. You had Ohio State over Wisconsin. So uh, Pac-12. Who do you got winning the Pac-12?
1: Pac-12. Let me scroll down to the Pac-12 here. Um, according to ESPN, they have Utah and USC tying. I know Utah's ranked in the top. Are they a top 10?
0: Like borderline, um, or if not, yeah, they might be in the back close. half. They're my college football playoff, so mm-hmm. that's my Pac-12 winner. So that's your pick. Utah. I'm,
1: I'm going to choose USC, just the Lincoln-Riley uh, factor, Yep, and the fact that they picked up um, Oklahoma transfer Caleb Williams, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um I think Lincoln's going to turn them around quickly as soon as this year. I mean, they're obviously loaded with talent. It's probably, would you say, the easiest place to recruit to in college football? Yes. Um, as far as uh, climate goes, um, camp, I mean, I've been on USC's campus. It's, it's gorgeous. I mean, you're in Southern California. I mean, it's real easy to um, recruit to, and I think he's going to turn them back into a powerhouse.
0: Well, and don't forget Caleb Williams throwing to uh, Jordan Addison. Belichickoff yeah, award winner right. last year yeah. that transferred from Pittsburgh. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be good. Yeah, should be good, and especially by the time they get into the Big Ten here
1: in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. ACC, ACC. It's it's hard to pick against Clemson, so I'm not going to do it. Me either. Um, however, I think um, NC State is supposedly supposed to be really good. Uh, they're ten and two according to ESPN's predictions.
0: I took Clemson over the U, Miami. I think Crystal Ball, Tyler Van Dyke's going to have a strong season for them. Um, I think they're going to get back to – and I think college football is better when the U good. I
1: agree. Um, I have always liked watching the University of Miami. Uh, Mike Haynes, as I like to call him. <laughs> uh, ESPN's Offensive Player of the Year in the ACC is Devin Leary, uh, quarterback from NC State. His uh, younger brother is a freshman on the University of Illinois' Oh, team. So hopefully the bloodlines uh, continue. How
0: about the Big 12?
1: Big twelve. Um, new coach at Oklahoma is his name, is Will Venables, I believe. Yep,
0: Venables from Clemson. Um,
1: their new quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel from Central Florida, I think his name is. It is Dylan Gabriel. Um, he got hurt last year and didn't play a whole lot for Central Florida, but had two really good years before that. I'm taking um I'm taking Oklahoma State though in an upset. I think I had them in my playoff because I had three uh SEC schools because I kept thinking Texas AM was in the big twelve. Um, and I think I put Oklahoma state in the, uh, in the, uh, playoffs. So I'm, uh, taking them to win the big 12.
0: Um, yeah, I got Oklahoma over Baylor, but Kansas state's a sleeper. There are yeah. a lot of people are saying they're going to be good. Oklahoma state you had in the playoff. Yep. So, uh, Texas, I've seen some people pick them. I don't know if that's serious or, or joking, probably joking, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. interesting race. And the SEC.
1: SEC, Georgia and Alabama will be the uh, SEC championship yes. game. Uh, give me Alabama. I think they're loaded. Um, you have the defending Heisman winner, Bryce Young, and then you have, I think his name's Willie Anderson, um, on that linebacker. He had 17 and a half sacks last year. Um, he's back. So um, – Alabama should roll through. He thought that last year too, though. Yeah, Will Anderson for uh, Alabama.
0: Yep, I got Bama over Georgia. I
1: don't see anybody else.
0: uh The only other team that could compete with Georgia in that division is maybe Kentucky. I don't think yeah. the quarterback plays strong enough.
1: No, I I agree. ESPN has Kentucky at nine and three, Tennessee eight and four. um South Carolina is an interesting one though, with the Spencer Radler there. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see his career progress after. Uh, Having all that Heisman hope coming into the season, then just being benched by week six,
0: the young Beamer's doing a good job there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I forget
0: his first name off the top of my head. So, yeah, I don't remember you ready, that either. You ready to predict some Big Ten games with confident points?
1: Let's do it. I'm going to keep track of these, or we're going to have to keep track of them this year because we always we never do. We always do for the NFL. Um, we, uh, we have a belt for the NFL, which I've won two years in a row, and I'm going for three Pete. Uh, but we, we need to come up with something for Big Ten Pick'em.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to have a good year, Big Ten Pick'em and NFL Pick'em. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause Birdie Bogey's not gonna go my way.
1: Um,
0: let's start off with the Thursday night game. Penn State three and a half point favorites at Purdue. Eight o'clock on Fox.
1: Coin flip game, in my opinion. Um, Give me big Purdue game for, for both.
0: yeah. Give me Purdue for one. Um, big game for both teams, really. Um, it's blackouts. Purdue's wearing all black. Penn State announced they're wearing all white today. No surprises there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm am glad I'm gonna be at the game, so I have to listen to Gus Johnson for one. <laughs> Is that um,
1: it's a Fox game?
0: Yes, eight o'clock on Fox. Um, I am also going with the Boilers. Sure. It's an interesting matchup of two sixth-year quarterbacks, Aiden O'Connell and Sean Clifford. Uh, first time Sean Clifford's had the same office coordinator back-to-back years. But I'm only putting two uh, confident points on the Boilers. It's gotta be a, similar. Yeah. I think it's th- going to be a dog fight.
1: It, it'll it be rocking after a good year uh, for Purdue last year. It, it'll remind you a lot of the, I think, the crowd at that Northwestern game a few years ago on Thursday night.
0: 2018,
1: yeah. Uh, was that 2018? Man, that was four years <laughs> that ago. That was Rondell
0: right? Moore's debut the college yes. football. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I think Purdue wins this one, though.
0: I hope so. Uh, Eleven games, I should say, to pick from this week. Uh, New Mexico State at Minnesota. Minnesota is a 36-point favorite.
1: Give me Minnesota, but I only put four on them.
0: I took Minnesota for 11. Did you? Yeah. New Mexico State is trash. Yeah. New Mexico State looked awful against Nevada last weekend. So uh, Four. I'm interested to see the rest of your picks. Uh, in-state, little directional school, big school matchup here. Western Michigan at Michigan State was ranked 15th. Spartans are 22-point
1: favorites. Give me Michigan State for five. It seems like they always struggle that first game against the directional school.
0: Great minds think alike, Jay, man. I got the Spartans for five for the, really the same reason. They always kind of yeah. struggle for a half and then turn it around. Yeah. Illinois at Indiana. Indiana's a three-point favorite.
1: I think this is a coin flip game, too. Um, I think the fact that Illinois has a game under their belt helps them. But at the same time, on the other hand, IU has seen some of the stuff Illinois can run. However, I think Illinois kept it pretty vanilla offensively because they could against Wyoming. Um, But must-win game probably for both teams if they want to make a bowl. Uh, But I'm taking the road team, the Illini, for two. I think I had Indiana in my predictions last
0: week. I know I had them 3-9, Illinois 4-8, and, and I think I had Indiana winning that one. But I'm taking the line A for one. I, I changed my mind after watching them play against Wyoming. Rutgers at Boston College.
1: Um, Don't know much about either team. I know I had Rutgers at 3-9, and nine, and I had them losing to BC. So give me Boston College for three.
0: Great minds think alike. Again, I got Boston College for three. They still have that Notre Dame transfer as their quarterback, mm-hmm. which I saw. I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline that Brian Kelly lied to his parents. Uh, he's probably of one of many, um, but uh, I, I, I like Boss College here. I know Rutgers made a bowl game last year, but I don't think Greg Shawns going to have a good year there this year. I agree. Buffalo at Maryland. Maryland's a 23-point favorite in this one.
1: Uh, give me Maryland for eight. I think uh, they'll put up 50 points.
0: Yeah, they'll put up some points this year, that's for sure. I got Maryland for six. So, Colorado State at Michigan. Did you see Harbaugh is doing uh, – He's starting, I think, McNamara this week and then the other guy week two.
1: They asked him what his plan was at quarterback, and he said it was biblical. So, uh, dude's a weird guy. Give me Michigan for six, though. I got
0: Michigan for seven. Um, It's a big point spread, if I remember right. I think Colorado State will cover the spread, but I know nothing about Colorado State. They're usually not very good. Usually college football is not good in the state of Colorado. Usually Air Force is the best program there.
1: Colorado, every once in a while, sneaks up on it's you. Been while, it's, nine, been a, it's been a while,
0: though. It's been um, a while. Yeah, give me the Wolverines for seven. South Dakota State at Iowa.
1: Um, Iowa for seven. I just think their defense would be way too much for South Dakota State.
0: I got the Hawkeyes for 10. Um, Kinnick's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. There's a FCS team coming in, they'll roll. North Dakota at Nebraska.
1: I think Nebraska bounces back, and I have them for nine.
0: I got the Huskers for nine as well. If they lose to North Dakota, Scott Frost had not making it to the locker room. He's yeah, he's, cut, he's, done, he's, fired. He's not
1: making it past this one. Yeah. Go, go
0: North Dakota. Um, Illinois State, your fiancé's alma mater?
1: Yes, sir. At
0: Wisconsin.
1: She'll be on the edge of her seat not watching that one. <laughs> uh, give me Wisconsin for ten.
0: I like Brock Speck. think he's done a good job at Illinois State, but Wisconsin's another animal. Camp Randall's another animal. Give me the Badgers for eight. In the primetime game of the weekend, Saturday night, 7.30, ABC top five matchup, Notre Dame 17 and a half point underdogs at the horseshoe against Ohio State.
1: I think Ohio State covers. Uh, give me Ohio State for 11. And I'll even say this I'm going to say something <laughs> stupid here. <laughs> if Notre Dame finds a way to win, I will hop my neighbor's fence into their horse pasture. Jump on a horse and ride that thing around Lockport, Illinois. got <laughs> to make room for day.
0: <laughs> uh, And I will take off work and come video care, videotape that if that happens. Oh, I'll yeah. be almost in tears thinking about that. But uh, I think the only way the Irish keep this close is if they play ball control. And I don't know if they can do that. No. Like Ohio State just another animal this year and but I, I only I only have Ohio State for 4 though cuz I
1: I some of those other matchups
0: I liked I Yeah. Liked more.
1: So. And, and that's fair. Uh if it was at Notre Dame could be a different story but will be next year. It, it will be next year which yeah. will be an interesting one. Um I don't even remember who Notre Dame's quarterback is. It's
0: uh we talked about him last week. He's uh he played a couple games last year when Jack Cohn got hurt. He had 300 mm. some yards. Uh Buckner. Tyler Buckner's Buckner. Buckner, okay. I think. Buchner Buckner Buckner I think but I don't know a lot about Notre Dame Um, you know I I, I focus more about the Big Ten which I wish they would join one of these days but I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon I think they will do
1: you? so
0: uh you got any other games you want to pick Uh, not not confidence we have a
1: couple non-conference top 25 matchups number 11 Oregon um, playing Georgia in Atlanta
0: Georgia gets it done, but if, if Oregon get if Oregon finds a way to go in there and win, they make a statement.
1: Oregon number eleven, as I said, Georgia seventeen and a half point favorites. Uh, give me Georgia, and then we have uh, Cincinnati, twenty third ranked team at number nineteen, Arkansas. Arkansas, six point favorites.
0: Um, I think Cincinnati will be good this year, but they're not going to be special mm-hmm. like they were last year. Losing the quarterback like Desmond Ritter really hurts. I agree. Um, give me Arkansas.
1: Yeah, give me uh give me Arkansas as well. They're six point favorites. I think they cover. Um an interesting one here. Number twenty four, Houston at UT San Antonio, who had a great year last year. Houston's only four point favorites.
0: Give me Houston. I know nothing about the Roadrunners this year.
1: Roadrunners lost their offensive coordinator to Illinois, actually. Um and UTSA went into Illinois and beat them last year. That's right. Kept Illinois out of a bowl. I forgot about that. Uh, I think they were 11-1 and one in the regular season, something like that. Uh, give I, Houston, think,
0: I think Dana Hogerson's a good coach, though, for
1: Houston. Yes, I agree. Uh, number seven, Utah at Florida. Uh,
0: Utes, right. man. I got them in the playoffs. So since I got them in the playoff, I think they're going to go undefeated. So mm-hmm.
1: I got to go with the Utes. Utes, Utes uh, three-point favorites um, there. Uh, Florida's new uh, – Head coach, what's his name? Billy Napier. Billy Napier from yeah. uh, where's he at? Louisiana uh, Lafayette, Raging Case. Yes. Louisiana Lafayette. Um, give me Florida. First that'd be game. a that
0: be a big statement win.
1: Uh, that'd be a big one, definitely. That'd be a bad loss for Utah though if they want any sort of um playoff. If they have any sort of playoff aspiration, I guess they could run the table, but not a great way to start. Then we have an ACC matchup here: Clemson at Georgia Tech. In Atlanta as well? Is it? Merced? Oh, that must be a Monday night. It is Monday night. Uh,
0: Clemson will smack them. Uh, Georgia Tech, yes. I don't remember who their new coach is. They're not going to be running the option stuff anymore.
1: That, that guy's been there. This is probably his third year already.
0: Oh, really? Really? Paul Johnson's yeah. been gone that long? Yeah, he's
1: been gone that long. Yeah, they've been running that. Well, that's how they've been so years. irrelevant to me in the yeah.
0: college football thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah Clemson, Clemson, like you said, their defensive line is
1: going to be absolutely nasty yep. this year. Give me Clemson as well. I think they roll. So that's it.
0: That's all you got. Uh, you still have not made a book at prediction of the week. Oh, shoot,
1: I haven't. Um, this will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. Um, as I said, if Ohio State loses, uh, I will be stealing a horse. <gasps> um, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake already just even saying that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Ohio State wins. J-Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis watching for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, come, and farm insurance. Contract Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is at infb.com. And this episode is brought to you by The Dam Landing, whether we are on epic burger, hand Toss pizza, Handbread, general, and seafood, craft beer, or handcrafted cocktail. The Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill. Located on beautiful Lake Mantle, you can watch down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the damn landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Didn't even look at the read.
0: You're something else.
1: Top of my head.
0: You're your one of a kind talent. <laughs>
1: You want to hear uh, you have anything else, or you want to go straight to Birdie Bogey? Nope, let's, let's hit it. I don't even remember it. Shohei Otani uh, <laughs> became the second Japanese-born player ever to have multiple 75 RBI seasons. Who was the other one?
0: It's Ichiro or Hideki Matsui. Correct. I hate this. I've went back and forth. Both guys all show in my mind. Off one. Ichiro got tons of hits, but he was a leadoff guy. Hideki was RBI machine at times, especially that 09 season when he was MVP of the World Series. I'm going Godzilla Matsui.
1: You are staying in the race. You got a birdie.
0: Two back. Let's go. Two
1: back. Right.
0: I actually liked that question because it really it was back and forth yep. the whole show it, long. There, so. Yeah,
1: there, there's only two guys that it could have possibly yep. been. Yep. Um. So you got it. What good old
0: a- Dice K? He never swung a bat.
1: No, never they that Kazma. Gyro ball. Well. Uh, what other Japanese fellows have been out he there? He saw Choi. He saw Yeah. Well, he was. Was he? Was he Japanese? Uh, I think he was Korean. Oh. Um, Say Se- 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 Suzuki could get there eventually, but yeah. uh, start hitting. But uh, thanks for watching the Tan and j Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be on Tuesday again next week because of Labor Day. Uh, for our annual NFL preview show. So I hope everyone can tune in for that. Have a fantastic rest of the week, everybody, and we'll be back at it on Tuesday.